Welcome back to Suddenly Psychic. Uh, we are so excited to have you back for episode two. I'm Melody. I'm Emily. Emily. <laughs> um, so we're super psyched today. We want to talk to you about what does it mean and what does it feel like when we say we are connecting? I know when I've um, done readings for people, they're like, well, what do you do? And I'm like, hmm. I connect to your energy. And they're <laughs> and like, they what wonder, does that mean? Yes. How do you do this? And I, th- I think they sometimes expect they might feel something or that I might go into a trance or something. And um, unfortunately, <laughs> I, I like to tell them that there's the spectacle is not that exciting. Um, <laughs> so we have different ways of doing this. So we'll talk a little bit about that and some of the um, sort of pre, during and post connection things that we do, not just to uh, make the connection successful, but also to make sure we're taking care of ourselves throughout the process. So um, with that said, Emily, tell me a little bit about what it is you do um, pre-connection, whether it's like any kind of ritual or meditation. um, I'd love to know sort of how you prep to read somebody. Sure. So meditation is something I've leaned into over the past probably decade and sort of went back and forth with my consistency with it and whatnot. But with I've noticed with connecting and channeling, it's absolutely it just makes it a million times easier if I spend a good even 10 minutes just really getting grounded and just sitting and breathing. It doesn't have to be any special meditation, just mostly just focusing on my breath Um, until I feel very relaxed. And then I end up sort of picturing myself like I have roots just growing all, because I'm a plant person. So I picture the kind of roots that come out of my plants because I'm not super visual. So that helps me, my imagination, I'm working on it. So, but that I can visualize. So I just visualize it like coming out of all parts of my body. It's kind of gross, but it's kind of cool. Because at first (laughs) I used to just think out of my hands and feet, but now I'll just, if I'm sitting down, I just think like if I scooted, you know, one cheek off the ground, I would just have all these roots that are attached to the ground. So in in other words, I'm feeling super, super grounded and just, you know, I'm not thinking about anything else. And then once I'm grounded, um, I usually will say, you know, a little, basically what we learned in class, which is the, I ask my spirit guides, angels, ancestors, and loved ones to keep me protected. And I ask that they help me to receive messages that are concise, accurate, relevant, and for the greatest good of my sitter. So like you're protected when you're in that sort of vulnerable space of mm-hmm. connecting with spirit. Um, and that's, I mean, that's pretty much, I guess, how I get in the state for it. And then once, you know, I've said my little, I don't know if you want to call that a prayer or, or whatnot, then I'm ready to connect. So either call the person or just do the reading and sometimes I'll send it to them through Marco Polo or, you know, whatnot, but that's, that's yeah, pretty much how no. I get ready. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I think mine is kind of similar, just is similar to what we learned in class as well, where we learned a visualization about almost shooting like tree branches or roots into the ground. I um given that I clairvoyance is kind of my big one where I see things visually a lot. I also feel like I see my pre-reading ritual similarly where mm-hmm. um I picture also kind of these big roots or even really just out of my feet coming into the ground and I feel and mm-hmm. it's the same as I would do in a yoga class or something like that where you feel very um connected to the earth almost like you've become part of the earth for a little period of time like part of the soil. Mm-hmm. Um, and that way I feel like I'm not going to be pulled away from, from my spot, from sort of from like my actual life. Um, sure. and when I 
I also sort of talk to my spirit guides and I, again, very visual, I see them. I kind of picture myself going to wherever they are and, and they greet me and we say hi. And then I just mm-hmm. I'm like, Hey, I'm about to read somebody. Can you look out for me? Um, any, anyone else up here who wants to look out for me, please do. <laughs> and asking yeah. for, you know, positive messages or messages that are like you mentioned, like helpful for the sitter or things that they're ready to hear. Maybe not things they're not really ready to hear. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I picture, you know, after that, a little bit of a, I don't do quite like a full white light cleansing or anything like that at this point, but I do picture just a little glow inside of that kind of universal, um, you know, as it were, like life force that we all share. Mm-hmm. And I picture that kind of glowing and, and ready for interaction with someone else. Yeah. Um, you reminded yeah. me of, I think one of the things, and I don't do this one always consistently, but it's like um, to picture like that whitish yellow light like kind of coming out of your heart space and then just fanning out or like I don't know almost like a star shooting out but like I'm doing my hands out to the side which no one can see but just like (laughs) that so that energy reaches out all around you so that you're able to get the connect with the energy that you're trying to connect with that's for sure and there's a ton of great meditations out there that are based on really just this white light concept and on you know feeling it within you um and then pushing it outward and expansively and growing and growing and growing and you can really start to feel like you're floating sometimes when you do those Mm -hmm. meditations I haven't done those really before reading before but I from what I feel I really think any meditation um you can do any kind of even brief um just spacing out as it were that you can do and getting Mm -hmm. in tune with with what you're about to do is helpful um, and, and it's good just to sort of get used to doing, I, sometimes I do it right when I wake up and then I'll do it again, a really brief version right before a meeting or a reading. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I find that to be a little bit more effective and pushing forward. Uh, I, I don't feel as pressured to really be in the zone. I feel like I already sort of got in the zone so I can be like more in the zone more quickly. Um, yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. And then for the actual, um, reading itself, I know, like I, we have talked about how we kind of do different things to feel connected. Um, so some people, when they, when they connect, they feel it very physically. Um, I know our teacher Grace had talked about how she actually feels almost like a pull in the back of her eyes when she connects with someone else's energy. Um, that has not been my experience, but I want to hear about yours first. Emily. What do you sort of, feel when you're connecting with someone or imagine mm-hmm. so when it's a person I mean I guess in animals as well I I often try to use like the tunnel that's what I call it like the tunnel technique so it's where I picture a tunnel coming out of my head and then it's just you know energetically an energetic cord that reaches out and finds like you for instance and then when it reaches your forehead it's like we're kind of locked in together for a little bit like we've decided we're mm-hmm. going to hang out or i'm going to hang out with your higher self for a while or something and see what kind of information i can get so i do sort of imagine this little click like it just clicks in and then we're connected so i don't have to worry about the connection anymore and then when we're done i know to disconnect that and clear my energy um but like when i'm connecting with an animal sometimes i do that but sometimes they're just right there and so I don't feel like it just sort of depends if how hard I 
I mean, shouldn't even say how hard I have to work at it, but like how much I have to concentrate because, you know, some animals will just come right through, you know, you'll try to go to that space where they can meet you and they're already there going, Hey, 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 you know, like I'm here. And, yeah. here. and so that, then you just feel happy and excited to, um, you know, communicate with them. And it's not so much, you know, like work. Sometimes I feel like if I'm trying to connect with, I think it may have been like your grandma or something. And she was just sort of like back there in the ether not really wanting to come forward. And I'm like, uh, you know, my eyes are already You're like a lady. I'm like, just I'm like, move it forward. forward. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> come closer to me. And I have to learn patience as well because, you know, I want, I want it right now and I want it easy and, you know, I want them to spill their guts and it's just, it's not and like some of them the do, time. which makes it, you know, when they're, when someone doesn't, you're like, some... okay, can you just make this easier, please? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I get that. I think for me, I have a couple of different things that I do. So I think when I'm doing a psychic reading, which again, like just to remind the listeners is more about someone who is currently uh, as the euphemism of still with us, but someone who's alive um, and also pets and things like that. I picture not dissimilar to what you're describing with the tunnel. It's for me. So one of my favorite cartoons is Adventure Time, um, which I think it was on maybe Comedy Central or something. Um, And there's a character on that called Lumpy Space Princess, who if anyone listening knows who she is, like, I'm so (laughs) glad you do. Um, She's a purple blob. She's hilarious. She, but she's, um, she has a star on her forehead and, a lot of psychic energy is about your third eye for which we kind of picture as being in the middle of our forehead. So for me, instead of picturing an eye, I actually kind of picture this star that lumpy space princess has in the middle of my forehead. And I almost do like a shooting star flying out of my forehead, seeking a star shaped portal of, of the person I'm trying to connect with or the animal. And this is all, like I said, I'm very visual. So this is flying through space or whatever. And then I find their portal. This all happens very quickly, by the way. I find their portal and I kind of connect. And then I find myself almost like flying down a tube um, or Mm. some kind of, you know, connection point. And I really feel that I'm now behind their eyes and I'm seeing the world as them. That's so so, cool. Yeah, it really, it came, I didn't like try to do it this way. This is just what happened I guess it kind of just felt right to picture this Um, I tried a few other things that I don't honestly remember very well first and this just feels right I don't feel anything physical I just really do this visually and then from that point I can actually start to feel like well really see what they're doing like Mm. are they you know and 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 that's how um, I end up getting into their energy for mediumship it's a bit different that's much more um, me picturing going up through my head, like up into, for some reason, all my stuff is in space, but going up into kind of, <laughs> kind of like outer space or wherever it is. Yeah. That's and what it feels I, like. Right. Yeah. And it's sort of, I think it might be this idea of like heaven being above us or something, but um, yeah, but I picture myself going up into this space and I really see it as like just an expanse of either like a big cloud or like um, just like a big big room or something or like you know some platform in space and I tend to meet people there I feel like it's that whole like us rising us us bringing up our energy and them maybe bringing it down so we can meet in the middle and then um and then I see them coming forward visually like literally stepping out of nowhere and kind of coming forward and talking to me uh so it's a little bit different depending on the mediumship of course is talking with those who have passed uh people and animals um, I also have the experience that you're describing where certain individuals come forward sometimes during my meditation because they know I'm going to be talking <laughs> to them. 
And right. I'm like, can you wait? Like, I need you to hold on for two minutes. I, okay. I have a process. Please hold. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I think we both had that experience where it's like someone asks if you'll try to connect with so-and-so and you agree. And then before you're even ready or, you know, ready to sit down and do your thing, that person's there pestering you and you're like, oh, tight. yeah, they're waiting. They're right there. They're like, hey, what's up? Heard we're talking on Thursday. You're like, no, <laughs> it's not Thursday. Like, please hold. <laughs> Definitely. And I found I found that with people a lot, but I found that more so with animals. I feel like the second somebody mentions to me, especially if they mention the name of their animal who has passed away, it's almost like you're calling them from the yard mm. or something. Like the animal will just be like, hey, I'm here. Yeah, I'm help you, and I'm like, okay, right. you need to help me by going away until I have an appointment with this person. <laughs> <laughs> but I Not have been known yet. to text a friend late at night and be like, "Hey, so you know how you just texted me that you had a dog who passed away a few years ago? Yeah, they want to say something." <laughs> I love it. I oh love it. Um, so I think like so we've done a lot of readings for each other as practice mm-hmm. um and that's kind of how we started becoming friends is you had mentioned it in the first episode that I, I kind of sent an email out and been like hey everybody anybody want to practice because I don't know if I'm making this up or not and then <laughs> a few people responded and you and I were the only ones who showed up regularly and look at where we are now right it's awesome I love it yes um but I remember so thankful um, oh no me too absolutely um I remember a reading that you did once for me of, of the many readings that I thought was really fun and I'll let you kind of share the details, but um, it had to do with my cats who are currently with, you know, alive and well, uh, George and Biff. And I had talked to you a lot in the past um, about, I, so I sort of do voices for, for my cats, especially for George, because I just see him as a big talker. He has a very vibrant personality. And, um, and I always sort of saw him like sounding like this, like kind of, hey, and like introducing himself a lot. <laughs> hey, I'm George. Nice to meet you. I love you. I'm George. And uh, I'd love for you to share what happened when you connected with him. Well, that was just exactly what you said. He was just like, hey, hey, hi, I'm George. I'm George. And it was that voice. <laughs> and he was like, I, I just, I love my mom. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. And then, you know, I would try to ask him questions. Yeah, I just love my mom. She's really, really great. I just love my mom. And it was, it was really sweet and simple. You know, it wasn't like he had any big thing he needed to talk about. He just wanted to express his gratitude and how happy he is in his life. And he loves his home and his mama. And that's exactly what he sounded like to me too, is, you know, I'm just that's hanging so out. Sweet. And then every he's time we get on the phone, right he, now. yeah, he, every time we FaceTime, he's like right there. And I love Oh, so he's much. always right there. He's like my little um, extra appendage. He's always around and he, it's so funny because you're not the first psychic he's interrupted. I've, I have a great psychic, Lorena, who's amazing. And um, I should throw her information in the chat for, or in the notes for folks. But she, I've had, I get readings from her probably like once every nine months or something. And she, um, she, he always interrupts those readings. It's great. That's She's so like, so funny. Melody, your cat has something to say. <laughs> it's always just I love you (laughs) does Biff do that as well your other so Biff no Biff more comes in when he has like critique (laughs) Ah, (laughs) which is his style you know he's so if George were George is essentially a puppy and Biff Mm. is essentially um very feline I really felt when I got him that he is 
much closer to a, being a, a person than a cat. And I don't mean that in the way where you're, where people think their cat's a person. I mean his soul. Like mm-hmm. his energy is very, like, like he's he's nearing enlightenment. That's the best way I can explain gotcha. it. I think he's almost there. I think this is, if not his last life, he's very near the end. I don't think he has to reincarnate much after this. He's evolved. But he also mm-hmm. has, you know, certain preferences. So tell me about when you connected with Biff, because... Because I've never heard Biff's voice, um, and you did, and I, I thought it was so funny. Yeah, I feel like Biff was more, like, regal and, like, um, sort of not snotty or, like, snooty, but just, like, particular. Wasn't wasn't it, like, Correct. I was, like, he's yeah. very particular. Yeah. He likes things a certain way. He's just, like, mm. and Not to go, like, completely change the subject, but I did remember another time when I connected with George – and he was worried about you. You were going through some stuff. Oh, Georgie. Kind of worried about you. And then he told me you were, and you confirmed for me later, like what you, whatever activity you were doing that night. Cause he was worried you were unhappy. So sweet. But yeah. I remember that you were right. I don't remember exactly <laughs> the context, but I completely remember that this happened. And it was Yeah. Accurate. So was that was accurate. really sweet. That was really sweet. It's, it's so been sweet. a while since I read Biff, since I talked to Biff, but I do remember. You should talk to him. He's around. The He's like... Personality is just being so different and the <laughs> really voice is being voice. so different. Mm-hmm. And I know this isn't a visual medium, but I think it helps to know that George is like, he's just some gray cat. He's like, he's just a little gray man. And Biff is one of these cats that you see and you're just like pretty convinced that if you were to kiss him, he would turn into a prince. Like oh my gosh, his white eyes. White and fluffy with these big blue eyes. And he just looks, he looks Regal. like he's going to speak to you. Like yeah. in the language you understand. There's just, I can't explain it better than that. But um, he really, like when people first see him, they're a little bit, like they almost like, <gasps> he's so yeah. beautiful. There's like a sharp intake of breath. So he's, um, and he's very sweet, but he is also very particular. So I thought it was very, it was cool that when you talk to him, he mm-hmm. kind of gave that, he gave you exactly Vibe. that. And I haven't told you anything. I mean, you'd seen a picture of them, but I, you didn't know about their personalities at that point in time when you'd reached out. So it was really interesting. Yeah. I sort of feel like if he was a human man, he would be very well dressed, well groomed. His suit would be tailored. His oh, socks sure. would match his shoes. Like he would have cufflinks. Like he would be very put together. <laughs> oh, he would be immaculate. There's no mm-hmm. doubt about it. Whereas yeah. George would just be like, I'm here at the party. How's it going? <laughs> Um, so I remember doing a reading for you for um, talking to your friend Cheryl who's a friend of yours from you were longtime friends and so as often not often but it does sometimes happen with readings that you um, the person you're reading for will want to connect with someone in mediumship who has passed away and you're I don't think anyone's ever refused to talk to me in mediumship but I you sometimes have the experience where someone else also comes forward <laughs> that you didn't expect to talk to. So right. do you want to talk a little bit about the reading of Cheryl and then I can give some of the details that uh, I remember as well. Sure. So I think I just sort of told you, you know, very basic information and I'm not even positive if, because in the beginning you weren't using pictures and then we added pictures and then you were getting so much more extra information, but I hadn't told you anything really about her. And you were like, I think I have her here, but the way you were describing her was sort of on, but not fully. And then it was something about, I can't remember exactly what happened, but you were like, she's doing some like 
gyrating basically like gesticulating like it's gyrating gesticulating. <laughs> actually if it were gyrating we now know that actually would be cheryl because cheryl loves that would dancing. be cheryl gyrating her mom was just so it turned out it was her mother who doesn't speak very much english and you were like oh because she was gesticulating and like communicating to another way doing, like a lot of charades and i was like yes. why am i having to do charades and um, and I remember just now that you mentioned that, I remember this yeah. clearly and describing it to you and kind of being like, I feel like I'm trying to analyze hand movements. And then you're like, I think that's her mom. Um, she didn't speak English very well. And I said, okay, that makes sense. And interestingly, I don't know if you've had this experience, Emily, but when I've talked to spirits who, um, where we don't have a language in common, mm-hmm. I still speak, I mean, in insofar as I'm speaking to them, which is in my mind, um, I'm, I still speak to them in English, which they comprehend, but I, what I get back from them is either charades or whatever language that I understand that they might know. So this goes for like relatives I have in Iran that I've tried to communicate with. They'll be sort of communicating with me in Persian or via hand signals mm-hmm. and I'll speak to them in English. So a lot of people get these different ways, but there's always a way to communicate with spirit. They'll get their point across. Um, you right. don't necessarily have to speak the same language or anything, but yeah, I remember, now I remember much more well, clearly talking to yeah. Cheryl's mom. That was fun. And I also think that sometimes, like, you know, our spirit guides and their spirit guides, especially, like, with animals, are helping interpret things and sort of, like, relaying it to us in a way we can understand, even if yes. we didn't speak the same language as how I understand it. But but then when Cheryl came through, like, loud and clear, it was really gave me cold chills. I mean, you were able to get, like – so much about her essence like her hair was a big thing because she always loved her hair and of course she lost her hair towards the end and it was growing back but it never grew way back out again so you were like she has this long hair that she just keeps flipping around and um you know her hair was a big deal and then it was like she was dancing and Cheryl was always was always dancing you were able to connect with how she passed away like to a T like it was really uncanny um, and just so many things. And then I think after we hung up, I had show, sent you a couple pictures. Then she came through even stronger. And so <laughs> yeah. I think for the next half an hour, you were giving me more messages. And just the things were so affirming that it was 100% her because it's like she, one of the things she said, which, you know, might be difficult for some people to hear, but her this was her personality. She's like, I'm dead because I'm an idiot. And it was like. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, because, you know, she neglected certain things with her health and that was, you know, her, that's how she handled it. But I think maybe, you know, in retrospect, she realizes maybe she should have no, she been more does. proactive. So. She's really fine. We've talked to Cheryl again together um, and she's great. She's just like super fun. And I remember that because at the time, and, and this is part of sort of the ritual of connecting is everyone's different on what helps them connect or what makes the connection stronger. Um, some mm-hmm. people have the gift of just being able to connect and sort of not knowing a thing and not seeing a thing. And I prefer that. I think I have that to some extent, but because I'm so this particular, you know, this, the whole psychic world to me is very much a visual medium. If mm-hmm. I can see a picture of someone, and, and when I say a picture, I mean, I've told this to Emily, I want to see the most boring picture of the person that you have. I don't want a picture that showcases any aspect of their personality because it's not about seeing a picture and having it be worth a thousand words in a, in a literal sense. It's that I want to just see their face um, because once I see that, it's like a, you've opened a floodgate of information to me that I can access. And I think 
I had asked you with Cheryl originally, don't show me a picture. Once we actually got off our call, you texted me a couple of pictures and that's when I could not stop texting you what I was getting from her. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they were very like whatever pictures of Cheryl. Like they weren't any pictures that showed her personality or how fun she was and all that. Right, right. But I remember her very plainly when I asked her how she passed being like, I passed because I'm an idiot. And I was like, yep. <laughs> and then when we talked about it, it became more clear, um, you know, what had happened. And then, you know, and she's, yeah, she's a great, I, some, and I really enjoyed talking with, you had a relative that I connected with, I think it's your mother-in-law. Oh, was yeah. just absolute riot. Yeah. Hilarious riot of a person. She was the first time I ever got, um, this was really cool. So I'm going to, I know we didn't, we, we were kind of talking about what we want to talk about today. And I didn't mention this, but if you don't mind, I'm going to say it, that it yeah, was, um, I asked her, like, what do you like to do? Or what did you like to do? And she showed me literally in that, in a split second, she showed me 15 things at the same time. Right. And it was so cool. I'd never have that happen, but it was just, I could see like 15 movies at the same time. And it was like crocheting, um, water aerobics. I don't even, it was mm-hmm. so knitting or something. It was so many different cooking. And you were so else. spot on. Yeah. Oh, it was so wild. It was yeah. so wild. <laughs> she did. She had a million hobbies. She never sat still. I mean, even when she was at the very end, she was dragging her, you know, oxygen tank around everywhere she went. She was, there was no keeping her down and she was doing water aerobics and just everything you got that sense of her and she's a talker. And so you had, a. I remember you did have a lot of fun with her. Yeah. Oh, she was great. She was so fun. And she was someone whose name I almost got. I, names are not a thing for me. I don't do well with those, but yeah. her, I think her name is Jerry. Is it, is yeah. it Jerry? And yeah. I thought I got Sherry. And so I was yeah. so close. I was so <laughs> shocked because it was, it's not something I normally get, but um, yeah. yeah, we, oh, Emily yes. and I have had a really nice time reading for each other and getting that, um, getting sort of like these really awesome, whether it's messages or just confirmation that folks are okay. And it's yeah. Emily, you mentioned this last time and it's worth reiterating that everyone's okay. There's, with really very few exception and those exceptions aren't even close to what you might think they are in terms of people not doing well, almost everyone is doing super well. And then what was the other thing you mentioned that? Oh, no that they're not mad, mad at you. At you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no one's mad at you. <laughs> no one's mad at you. So I think that's, that's a good uh, tagline that we should probably start using at the end of our episode. Like everyone's okay. And no one's mad at you. Um, Seriously. And don't forget <laughs> till next time. Everyone's okay. And no one's mad at you. I love that. I love that. I yes. actually wonder if we should just wrap up on that now, but um, that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much everyone for tuning in to this episode and we have more coming up. I think next time we're going to talk a little bit more about how you can actually um, develop your skills and also another episode about how you can tell if you have um, maybe a stronger intuition than you might think you have. I know Emily and I both believe everyone's psychic. It's just a matter of what do you want to do about it? Um, Mm -hmm. But talking a little bit about ways you can recognize that maybe the universe is calling you to look into this more than maybe you already have. Um, So those are just some of the things we're going to be talking about in the next couple of episodes. So definitely tune in for those. And until then, I hope you have a great week. Emily, yeah. any closing thoughts? <laughs> um, no, just have a great week. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you later. <laughs> Bye.